Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide nine steps to love, nourish, and connect with your body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Welcome to Kombucha and Kala. It is Anna and Shay here as usual today. And today we wanted to do an episode talking about growth. And I think when you dive into this world of spirituality and personal development, and you kind of get bitten by the bug. It's a bit like being in the matrix where you get to either pick the blue pill or the red pill. And once you pick the red pill, there is no going back. So Shay and I wanted to just talk a little bit about growth today, share some experiences. And because I think that as you sort of evolve through life and go through these different growth opportunities, it can sometimes feel amazing and it can also sometimes feel a little bit relentless. So today we just thought we'd share with you a little bit more about our experience of growth and some inspiring takeaways to help you with your own growth and evolution in your life. So Mm -hmm. welcome Shay. Thanks Anna. Um, yeah, it's interesting. As you were saying that, first of all, I've never watched The Matrix, so I don't know the reference to the red pill and the blue pill, but definitely I've taken the red pill if that's the one. <laughs> yeah, you took the red pill for sure. Okay. And um, now you have something to do on your weekend, which is okay. Perfect, perfect. And um, but I think sometimes also the thing with about about this growth is that sometimes I honestly feel like life would have been so much easier if I just hadn't taken that red pull. If I'd just been like, I can just live my life, not be conscious about the changes that I need to make and the improvements that I need to do 
um, from a consciousness level, because obviously I feel like we are all whole and complete enough as it is. But once you just start peeling back the layers of this onion, there's always another layer to go. There's always something to do to change. And if I think of myself like showing up online, like how I used to, I didn't give a care about what I put out, how I put it out. Like it wasn't even because I wasn't like conscious in that way of like, how is this going to impact somebody else? How can I be better in, in doing this from a personal development point of view? What is, what is my triggers? What are somebody else's triggers? How can I move this, in a, move this forward in a more conscious way in terms of inclusivity and diversity? And there's just so much that we can unpack. And sometimes it would have been easier just to like stay in my little bubble, like do my do cartoons, tell yeah, your stories, do my, cartoons, do my stories, uh, go to sleep, have a good day and wake up and repeat. Um, but yeah, definitely it's been this massive learning and journey. And I'm not sorry that I've taken this path and gone down it because I've had massive life shifts and massive transformation within myself, which have been incredible, although sometimes challenging, as you said. So maybe if you want to just explain, like maybe give a personal example of, of some kind of, of growth or personal development that you've had and experienced in the last little while. I know we've, we've touched on it a few times, maybe just as to frame this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you probably know about my healing adventure. I'm already I feel sometimes almost a little bit bored about talking about it, just because I'm obviously living the reality of it day to day, and there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on in between my two ears in my head, and this like internal dialogue about everything that's happening. Um, so when it comes to actually talking about it, I kind of feel like oh, surely people know this by now, but I guess obviously this year my health has brought me a lot of physical challenges, which I have chosen to evolve through and chosen to grow through. And inevitably, when we're looking at any type of growth, we can initiate the process in two ways. The first way is the way that most people will respond when they're new to growth, and that is to respond to pain. So when we experience pain of some sort in our lives, we can obviously learn to suffer and we can create learned helplessness, which means that's almost like the unconscious way of being that you referred to, just kind of going through the motions, not really being aware, just on autopilot, and we just learn to be and accept whatever is, which is kind of, it it can be painful, but it can also be easy Mm. because it's just, it's familiar, it's known, the certainty there, even if the certainty or the familiarity isn't pleasant. And something that... Yeah. So I just want to say something also that connects to that is that what you're talking about just being retracted from life, that's the same, what I would term as closed hearted. So it's you retro- withdrawing and retreating into yourself, which is the easy thing to do. Um, so I just wanted to put that in because we've speaking, spoken a lot in the previous episodes about this concept of open heart versus closed hearts. I think that's a really easy example for people to see, like you can retract into yourself. Totally. And what what I also get just as you're saying that is this idea of because it's painful, it makes sense to close yourself down because then you don't have to feel. But what that also does is limits you from feeling any goodness and the potential for goodness to come into your life, which is which is coming soon. So there there can be this experience of pain. We can either choose to submit, close our heart, numb out, not feel, and stay the same. Or the pain can act as a catalyst for growth. So in my 
specific um, example with my health this year, obviously feeling literally physical pain in my body, but also the pain of low energy and then not being able to show up in life in a way that I, I wanted for myself. And that was a driver for change. But we know with change, you have to create growth and change go hand in hand because we are now responding to a different environment. And it's through creating different sets of behaviors before those different sets of behaviors are created. We actually have to start to think differently or feel differently. And that's where I like to use this example of life conditions and mind conditions. When our life conditions change, if we want to, if we want to make a difference, we have to change our mind conditions. When we change our mind conditions, then we start to elicit different behaviors and that brings about change in our life. So that would probably be the first example is that we respond to pain usually due to health circumstances or due to changes in relationships or even due to changes in wealth, money, business, those types of things. But the other option we have when we're looking at growth is not necessarily to react or respond to pain but to connect with our hearts, to open, to expand and start to create growth that is based on a pull, that is based on pleasure, that is based on an inspiration of the future. So we have a choice in our lives. We can sit still or stuck and keep everything the same until it gets so painful that we have to respond or react or we can dream and we can open our heart and we can become inspired and we can connect to something bigger than ourselves. And we can use those creativity practices that you talk about all the time. And we can actually start to create growth based on a vision of the future and a pleasurable pull, um, which is more heart led versus a push away from pain. And that's so interesting because that idea of withdrawing into yourself, retracting, closing down is when you shut off the emotions for yourself. So I think that somebody who is in that position where they are the victim, everything's happening to them, life's just, you know, I don't think that they necessarily realize that they're in that position because there's an emotional shutdown that's happening. So it takes something to shake up the body in some way to let go of that stuff a little bit, to release the grip that we have on all the stuff that we hold so that we can actually realize there might be another potential for us to not just feel normal, but really feel amazing in life. So something that you mentioned before we got on the chat and you briefly mentioned again was these three areas or three arenas through which we can transform and evolve. And that was health, wealth, and relationships. Um, and just as we were coming onto this chat and we were deciding about this topic, I was reflecting on some of the massive growth that I've had in relation to wealth and to my business. And I think generally what comes through this ownership, especially with wealth, is our ability to be in our power, our ability to really step into ownership and worth within ourselves. Because when we see the worth and value within ourselves, we can easily share that with others. But when we lack that inner worth, that inner wealth for ourselves, it's really hard to relate that to other people. Recently, I was contacted by a really big yoga company in London and they wanted me to do some graphics for them. And they said, you know, we're wanting to create a blog series, a web series. Um, how much would I charge to do two cartoons for them per blog post? 
And I sent back a quote to them, which was very market standard. I would probably say even below market standard is what I would say if, if they got quotes from other people. And I sent it back to them. And a few days later, they sent me an email back saying, we really appreciate this and we would like to have it like more of an ongoing thing. So can we rather do, instead of just the two graphics for what I've quoted, can we rather do three graphics and we won't have any amendments? And I had to sit with it for a while because I think probably a year ago or two years ago and certainly five years ago, I would have, firstly, I wouldn't have quoted what I quoted because I would have so undervalued myself and my worth that I can, that I can send to, to and give to another company. And I had to sit with this and eventually I replied back to them and I said, I would really love to work with you. I think it's an awesome opportunity and I think I'm very aligned with what you are trying to create. And they wanted to create this little cartoon image of a yogi and she's a really like rough and tumble yogi. And I said, I, I, I see your vision and I'm on board with it. And also I've come too far on this journey of valuing myself, valuing my worth to do this work for less because it's now what you're asking is more time consuming than what I have quoted for. And you are asking it for the same amount. And I said, I'm more than happy for you to get other quotes. And I think definitely you should, if it's not within your budget, then definitely like go and get other quotes, like more than happy for you to look around. So yeah, and I just said, but I would love to work with you. And if not, if it's if I'm not the right fit for you, then definitely like um, I wish you well and hope it's a massive success. And straight away they came back with, wow, I can't believe like this language is so empowering. I'm fully feeling you. Like this is so such a good way to talk about yourself. I hear you. I feel you. Yes, let's go ahead and let's do it like 100%. All of a sudden now I am like, really invested in this. And like, I want to make this really work for them because they have seen the value in me because I have seen the value and the worth that I can give to them. And I've had to see that in myself first, which is the huge, huge part and components of any personal growth. You have to deem yourself worthy to take the steps to grow, to change, to evolve so that you can up-level your life in all these different aspects and all these different arenas. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a big journey I'm, and I'm not there yet. Like I still have moments where I'm like, oh, I, you know, charging more my, my time is like the sticky area, but I've had to take the steps to like step in, step in, step in. And that's like being this continuous growth and, and learning opportunity for me in that arena of my life. It's so interesting as you're sharing that story, it completely resonates because pricing has always been something that I've really battled with. And I, I can completely feel you as you talk about it's it does ultimately come down to you valuing yourself what you have to offer and and your time and the impact that it can have for the for yeah other people. exactly yeah, yeah. and sometimes also when we and this is potentially just go completely down a business route at this point in time but when we, <laughs> no, we'll circle back we will circle back bear with but when we are so used to doing what we do like my role as a coach and in the functional medicine space and I can't believe I've been doing this like a decade now it's such second nature to be able to do what we do we completely forget how much of our own growth time energy blood sweat and tears got us to have the skill set that we have that it is quite easy to devalue it or to undervalue it because 
for somebody who hasn't had all these experiences or been trained or learned or, you know, in the ways that we have, it's all like mind blowing to them. They're like, oh my gosh, wow, you can draw these like amazing graphics. Like, how did you learn to do that? Like, where do you get your creativity from? When I'm helping people see what's going on in their health and they're like, whoa, like my doctor never told me that or no one's ever explained it to me in that way. It really can have such a a massive impact um, on them. And I think now I find, I really feel like this year I've landed in my business with my business offerings and my price points that I feel really great about. Mm. And it does change your relationship to the work because when I'm now doing stuff for clients, I'm not feeling like a little bit begrudging because I'm doing so much for free, but there's a very, very honest communication. Like, sure, I'll do that with you. Are you okay if I invoice you for this much? Yes, go ahead. And then I really want to do the work because I'm like, well, they're paying me for this time now. It better be really, really good. Mm. You know, it's not like, oh, let me just do it quickly because I'm not getting paid for it anyway. Not Mm. that I ever really had that attitude. I always kind of set quite a high standard in terms of what I do, but the whole energy of the situation Mm. changes when when there is a fair exchange. Mm. And just something that really hit home for me in in terms of this piece, which I think is useful in, you know, if we're speaking about growth, there are these three facets, which we're going to get into the other two in a second. But someone said on something that I read said, yes, it takes me two minutes to do the task that you have tasked me with. But it took me 10 years of experience to, for it to be able to take those two minutes. So you're not paying me for the two minutes. You're paying me for the 10 years that it took. So yeah. that's definitely like a different shift in mindset in terms of valuing yeah. yourself. But that's, yeah, that's like a huge business and, and wealth thing, which I think is important and super valuable in this growth and valuing and worth. I had that experience actually with a client last week, which was such a great reminder of what you've just said is we only had a 30 minutes consultation and we were going through some test results and some recommendations. And I was just kind of like talking nonstop because we only had 30 minutes. And at the end I was like, any questions? How was that? (laughs) And she was just like, whoa, that sounds to me like years and years and years of study and experience. And I was just like, thank you. Like, thank you for seeing that and for acknowledging that. And like, I'm so happy to be here and to serve you and to share this information with you, but also just thank you for noticing. Mm. And yeah, Mm. it was just really special. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring and helping hundreds of women. And we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over 100 pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28-day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. 
Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed, tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or kombucha and color, kombucha underscore and underscore color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. So I wanted to actually just touch on something that you said, which is that sometimes it takes a really big trigger to shake us up and wake us up because when we're in this learned, almost like learned helplessness, maybe unconsciousness, maybe content with our suffering because we don't even realize that we're suffering or, or creating our own suffering. It does often in the beginning stages of growth, it does take something big, something often to wake us up. And I, I think that this is essentially what people refer to as a spiritual awakening. I mean, some people will talk about spiritual awakening as like, you know, all of a sudden you're seeing colors and hearing voices and I don't know, feeling differently or seeing the world differently. And I have no doubt that some people do experience these like massive awakenings, but I also think that it can happen in different ways for different people. And that's essentially what is the, the starting point for this path of growth. And I was reading a book recently and I've got, oh, let me just find it quickly here. I've got the guy's name, but there was a man, his name was Dr. Lawrence Calhoun. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. And he coined the term post-traumatic growth, which essentially is, is what it says on the tin, is that very often it's like a big trauma or a big challenge that can come along in our lives. And that almost forces our hand because we are looking for these tools to self-heal. And we've talked so many times on the show about this importance of like shaking off the shit and getting rid of some of those layers to reveal what's underneath. And it's all these different practices, whatever they may be for you, which allow us to strip back some of the layers and also then allow us to access more of our expansiveness and more of our greater potential. In this particular book I was reading, they were saying it's not necessarily about being resilient because resilience just means that we sit there and we endure and we get knocked down and we get back up and we get knocked down and we get back up. And, and that can be helpful, totally helpful in certain situations. It's helpful to be resilient. But if we're just repeating the same patterns and getting beat up and become and going back to the same old person, making the same mistake getting back up again, making the same mistake, getting back up again. There's actually no growth. There's actually no transformation taking place. So when we're looking at this concept of growth, it's really about transformation. It's about changing as a, a person and it's about changing our identity. And that can often be really challenging because when we change, our relationships with other people change as well, which also then creates another opportunity to evolve because relationships are one of those areas that help to stimulate our growth. So I think you had a story about that. 
Mm, and I just uh, connected to that. Like, I think it's one of the Sufi poets who just said, we never arrive. We never arrive at the place that we're seeking. It's the longing that keeps us driving forward of longing to arrive at this place that we never do because every time we, we think we get closer, we have just another opportunity to burn, another opportunity to burn, another opportunity to shed a layer, shed a layer, shed a layer. And it's actually that burning process. Burning is like a transformation energy of getting to a new place within ourselves, a deeper layer within ourselves, a new dimension within ourselves. So yeah, I love that. I resonate a lot with this idea of growth being connected to change. And that is just part and parcel of what it is. And I shared recently online about how I've shown up online. And if I think back to, I don't know how long I've been blogging, probably like nine or 10 years, something like that. But when I first- Forever, forever, basically my whole life. But if I think about my patterns, when I started blogging, I was there to entertain people. That was like my pattern that was I was slipping into. Having come out of a really destructive relationship, I didn't want to feel what I was feeling. So instead of just sitting with, oh my gosh, I'm feeling really like unworthy in myself. Like I didn't want to feel that. So I just like put everything out on the, to the internet. Like, let me entertain people. Like, let me be so wild and crazy. And I was like screaming for attention. Like, look at me. These are wild, crazy cartoons. Human and need for significance. Totally. It was like, totally like, I need to be seen. I need to be validated because I felt so invalidated within myself that I needed extra external people to build me up and to validate from the outside, which benefited me and served me in many ways. But it was this very wild, crazy time and this crazy personality that was like screaming and needing to be seen, to be heard, to be validated. And now as I've done more and more of this work, like I feel less desire to be the wild, crazy one that's entertaining everybody because I have so much value within myself. Like I recognize myself as worthy. I don't need other people to validate me. I don't need other people to see me. I don't need other people to like, look at me, look at me, look at me. There's still obviously definitely a part of that of me because I'm human and the ego in me loves the attention and loves to be in the limelight in some instances. But also at the same time, like I'm in a different space of that. So what I was sharing on Instagram is like, I've got these two parts to me. I've got this wild, crazy personality streaming, wanting to be seen, crazy cartoons, like just entertainment for entertainment's sake, which is part of my pattern. Like when I don't want to feel it's beautiful as well. Yeah, it's fun. And yeah, that's it. But then I also got this really undercurrent, like deep soul work, which is what I'm moving to. And like really where I feel like I can most help people and help people get these transformative shifts that I've experienced. Like that's what I want. I want people to be able to unlock their potential. And like, that's beautiful to me. Like that's really resonating with my soul, with my heart, like with my whole being, um, the retreats that I'm doing, like that's definitely where I'm moving towards. It's like this real undercurrent of, of that type of work. And um, so I've got these two, like two opposing parts of me that it feels like this wild, crazy part. And then like this, really soulful, like this is where I'm going and this is what feels really true for me right now. And when I shared that, my mom sent me a message um, on WhatsApp just saying, I just have to say like, um, I'm not putting this on Instagram, but I love the old crazy you. I had to really just sit with that for a moment and, you know, I said, thanks mom for the feedback and I appreciate it. But then it also, it, it, it's, it's that when you shift as a person, how that translates into the relationships around you, because sometimes it can really be hard for people who are within your relationship circles to know how they fit together with you in this new version of you. And it came back to, for me, what I had to sit with is, is one of my limiting beliefs of, 
I have to be a certain way in order to receive love from my mom. I have to be a certain way. I have to do certain things in order to receive love, in order to feel worthy, in order to, and I know that that's cognitively not, not true, but there's a part of me deep down that that still clings onto that kind of idea. And I have to like expose that within myself to really like look at it. Like, where is this coming from? Like, why do I feel this way? And you know, there's so much in my life that's attached to my need to succeed in order to feel worthy of love and praise. And, you know, I can remember as far back as like, you know, 10 years old, getting like full marks for this history project that I did. And suddenly there was all this praise that was um, reaped on me and all this love shown. And that from then suddenly my little brain was going, okay, well, this is what it feels like to really have all the love and the praise. And so I must I must achieve at everything. I must get full marks for absolutely everything in order to feel this level of love, to feel this level of worthiness, to feel this level of belonging. And that has been a huge, massive thing for me to uncover, to have the courage to fail. And that's been a huge, huge growth thing for me. Like it's okay to fail. Like you are still worthy. You are still lovable. You are still belonging. Even if my belief system doesn't reflect that. I resonate so much with that. And because you've been talking about belief systems, I just wanted to touch in and say, you know, a quote that I use often and that I've probably said on the show a few times is to achieve something we've never achieved before. We have to become someone we've never been. So as we, as we start to manifest a different external world for ourselves, you, you know, stepping into this much deeper soul orientated place with your business, your identity shifts naturally as a change of those conditions. And our identity is made up about like how we, one of the components, should I say, of our identity is our belief systems. So our belief systems have to change as we grow and evolve. And you have to change your belief system around what gives you your worth in the world. Because if you were still holding on to those old belief systems, you wouldn't be able to step into this higher version of yourself, this new identity, and and, and that would essentially limit your growth. And I have a very similar background probably to you as well in that I was raised in a family with two academics where there was a lot of value placed on academic achievement. And, you know, like I was the the girl who got straight A's and top of the class and blah, 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 and never failed anything and always wanted to be the best. And you're nodding along. So nodding, nodding, I'm with you. Yes. Straight A student, got to get the top. Yeah, with you. So there's there's a huge amount. Imagine we'd been in the same class, Anna, that would have been a nightmare. It's good we became (laughs) friends later. (laughs) Um, and, and obviously this is no, this is not saying, oh, I was parented badly or whatever, you know, no, it's, it's, it's just was that, yeah. what it was. And yeah, there's, that is definitely instilled in me, this belief that, you know, to have worth, we must be achieving success and, and, you know, doing something in the world. And then the other belief that came later, which I've really only started to look at is this belief that my worth is also related to being strong. And you've spoken in the past about, you know, how certain relationships you've had have influenced you. And I think this also came from a guy that I was dating, you know, probably actually even a decade ago now, and also quite like a, not the healthiest of relationships. And at one point in time, I remember him saying to me about, you know, how, 
he wanted to be with like a strong independent woman or something along those lines. And it was instilled in me that I have to be strong. I have to be independent. You can't, you can't be needy. You can't need anything and you have to just have the strength. And so then I spent 10 years doing loads and loads of strength training and being a very independent person. And when all these changes started to happen in my health and then I couldn't go to the gym and exert my, you know, prove how strong I was by how much I could lift or push or pull. I had to start to think about strength in a different way. But then at the same time, I just created so much internal strength, almost at the expense of allowing myself to be vulnerable and ask for help. And just becoming aware of all these patterns and beliefs. And it's actually been a very painful process to go through because it's uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's, it's just like, it's just so beautiful at the same time, because it's just mind blowing how much we limit ourselves and how much there is this greater potential for our growth and expansion. And just as you were saying about that relationship, you know, probably this is like now another big, like kind of piece of that growth evolution, as you're saying, you can evolve through relationships. But as you were saying that I was reflecting, you know, the relationship that I was in with this guy who was very unhealthy for me to be with. And his whole thing was he needed to be the one to take, make decisions. He was the one who was in charge. I was like, not allowed to, not allowed to decide, not allowed to do the thing. And I can see how that has filtered into my life up to a certain point where I'm like, actually, you know what? I've released this guy. I've like, let him go. Like, this is no longer part of me like that. I really took a lot of, a lot of work to, to undo that. And only now, like the penny dropping, like, yeah, I see where that patterning has come from in him wanting to keep me small, which was then filtered into the business side of my life. It then filtered into my other relationships, then filtered into everything because we're not, you know, we're not in these isolated little boxes. It all feeds one into the other. So yeah, definitely. And it's, and I think that comes from the need to belong. Like there's a person who you in relationship with that you are wanting to be seen, you're wanting to belong. And when they say something that makes you feel not triggered because I don't think maybe you realize it as a trigger then, but like, Oh, this person's saying this in order for me to be needed and belong to this person, I have to act, think and feel in a certain way. And then mm. that limits us. Yeah. And I, I think Brene Brown, she's got some really great books on this. And I think one of them is Braving the Wilderness, which is all about this just belonging to yourself is, you know, when you belong to yourself first and foremost, then that's when you can actually really live this authentic life. And, and that is the ultimate, your vibe attracts your tribe is that you can first and foremost belong to you and then the right people will move towards you. It's so funny. Like Warren and I were having this conversation and we were out for dinner. I think it was last week, can't remember, but I was just saying, you know, I've had this massive transformation and this growth and I feel like he's starting on this path now, but I've said to him, made it very clear. Like, I don't want to be the one who you feel you needing to change or you needing to do anything to become anything other than what you already are. And he was like, no, he feels like he's really doing this for himself. It's for himself that he's feeling and it's on his own accord because part of me feels like from the outside, does it look like I'm trying to change or control or manipulate or have any kind of impact on him that is not wanted or is not needed from him? And so we had this like whole discussion and really like honest conversation about it. And what came up from it was this simple phrase, which like really landed for me. And I was like, this is really beautiful. And it was independently, we go together. 
And I was like, yeah, that really like feels like that is a, a really like mature, honest relationship because there's no attachment. There's no dependency. There's no, yes, there's neediness. Need, yeah. There, there's needs to be met within the relationship, but they come from within you and you can voice what you need without it being this enmeshment that's you entangled in somebody else. And you kind of either subordinate to someone else, or you creating this independence of strength to be able to kind of balance each other because you're not filled up from the inside from within. So like, I think that, and that's, that comes back to that feeling of when you can feel that belonging within yourself, that's that place of independence. That's that place of like, and not independence of like, I'm doing this all on my own and this, but I don't need anyone's help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just like a feeling of grounded, a feelingness of, of just being here present. So yeah, that was like my little takeaway of that. That's beautiful. I'd like to read a story. Yes, I'd love to hear. So I told you about the story before we started recording and it's a short story. It's actually more like a poem and it was written by a woman called Portia Nelson, but it helps to really illustrate this concept which we've been talking about is not just resilience, but this idea of actually growing and transforming as a person. And so it goes like this. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. So that would probably be the very first stage that we spoke about, which is that like suffering, learned helplessness. It's just unaware, unconscious. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It takes me a long time to get out. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. I walk down another street. Hmm. Nice story, hey? Hmm. Yeah. As I as you started like that second round, I was like, "Get off the street, woman!" <laughs> and I was like, "You, you, yeah. when you're in that unconscious place, you have no, you have no knowledge of that. There's another street." Mm. And no I, knowledge. I teach my clients about unconsciously incompetent. That's you know the first bit of the story. And then we have consciously incompetent, like you know you're you know getting in this hole, but you're conscious of the fact that you're in this hole and you're making these choices, but you're not really doing anything to accept responsibility to change it. And then you go into this conscious competence, which is like avoid the hole, avoid the hole, avoid the hole. And then unconscious competence where you don't even think about it. You just take another street. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's another street waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is transformation, right? It's just like, the transformation is when you're just unconsciously competent. And just to let everybody know that when you get to the new street, there's going to be new holes on the new street. Yeah, or it'll be <laughs> something else, like a broken fire hydrant which drowns you or something like that. Yeah, because that, um, that's this idea of we never arrive. We just, we mm. keep burning, we keep burning. And that 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 hole is that, that quality of burning because that's the opportunity for transformation and that fire energy of like, letting it burn off, letting it burn off. And every single time we walk down a new street, we get new challenges, we get new stuff, we get new shit that we have to deal with. And that just brings up another opportunity to, to deepen within ourselves. 
Yeah. And what I did want to say as well is that we can, we can choose. So when I work with my clients, I have a concept which I teach, which is called the big tech. And I've, I've done some of my live learns on my Grounded Goddess community on it. So if you're part of the community, maybe you've seen me teach it before, but it basically looks a little bit like the square root sign. So, you know, there's like a line that goes down, a line that goes up, and then a line that goes across the top. So we have this concept, well, I have this concept which I teach, which is called the big tech, which is basically, it's a graphical representation of the process that people go through when they create change. And essentially we, we can say change and growth of within the same kind of umbrella and if you think of that um, square root sign you have the opportunity to go down the first bit of the square root which means you move towards pain so this is what we do when we're maybe not as conscious is we allow ourselves to get into a state of pain and then when that pain becomes pain energy becomes large enough it becomes this almost like a slingshot to create change and falling and in the hole falling in the hole essentially yeah thanks Jay. and but over time what we learn is we're actually quite powerful human beings and we have this ability to expand. We have this ability to grow. We have this ability to create and receive inspiration and reach these higher potentials. So if we want to create change or growth in our life, we don't have to go into the hole. We can actually decide what do I want and how do I go about getting it? So instead of moving down into the hole, down to the, the bottom of that square root sign, and then spending the time climbing the mountain to get to back up to the other side, we could maybe even choose just to take a big leap from the very start of where you would start to draw that square root to the very top. And that's essentially what we do when we do things like manifestation. We've talked about Joe Dispenza, his meditations. It's all about starting to get clear on what you want and creating energy and actions which align with that so that you can move directly towards pleasure. And it's not to say that you'll never experience pain because life will throw you some curveballs to help you learn some lessons that you might need along the way. But your ability to move through those lessons when you are aligned with a higher pull becomes so much easier. Mm. And I think maybe we'll do another episode on this because I've just busy reading a book called The Source by Dr. Tara Swart. And she talks a lot about the mind and the brain systems and the functions that in the brain that's happening when we essentially take that big leap from the one side of the tick all the way up to the pleasure point on the other side. And it comes through visualization. It comes to using six different pathways in the brain. And I think we'll get onto this in another, in another thing, because this is a huge, big, massive topic about brain and manifestation, but it is part of this growth piece because it's allowing us to see a new future, a new potential, somewhere that we can go to get to grow to. So yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll do it in a future episode. And I typically find with my clients who are going round and round in circles, I think you know, round and round in circles, on the wagon, off the wagon, using words like self-sabotage, all of these different things, they, there isn't this higher vision, there isn't this connection to the pull energy. And when you are connected to that pull energy, I think that's what we'll go into more detail when we do the next episode, is that is what makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. Love it. So anything else you want to let us know or share or say on growth? No, I think it's, I mean, that's been quite a juicy episode. There's a lot going on. Um, anything else you want to say? No, I think all good. Cool. Well, thank keep you. Keep growing. <laughs> yeah, keep growing. Um, 
And I guess if you are if you are going through some challenging times right now and you need a little bit of cheerleading or reassurance, just know that everything in your life is here to teach you the lessons you need to learn to get to where you want to be. Lovely. Embrace them. Mm. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you again soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, Using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, all the other shiny pennies, the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state, and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com, where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind, along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative, manifesting state. Most Yoga Studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month, and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com, where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials, but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.